Welcome to the Cowfish Show, an exploration in human evolution, raising consciousness, creating happiness, fulfillment, and love one soul at a time. I'm E.L. Brooks, a newly awakened soul on a mission to help people find their happiness and truth. And I'm Lindsay Kimura, a happiness explorer empowering humans in wisdom and understanding. The universe united us to share our passions. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our show. show. Hey guys, it's Eric. And Lindsay, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, yeah, I'm working on my posture because you have great posture. And I, I have like, I'm always like, what's up, man? What's happening? Oh. <laughs> um, so um, season one, episode eight, season finale. Yes. Um, we did it. We did it. Yeah. Kind of crazy, right? Happening really, really fast. Um, I'm, I'm like messing with my gut here because it's that season of... Uh, uh, Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> yes. and I bought a whole bunch of Girl Scout cookies and consumed a whole bunch of Girl mm. Scout cookies. I think they like sprinkle crack on those Thin Mints. That's why yes. I don't know what yours is, but Thin Mints. What are... are the ones that have like caramel drizzle and chocolate drizzle? I don't, I don't know. That, those are mine. That's yours, okay. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl weekend um, coming up. I'm actually going to Magnum watch Super Bowl party. Nice. <laughs> Way to slide that in. But I am yeah, going to a Magnum watch Super Bowl party. Uh, Magnum is our sponsor. And as you know, all of our listeners get 25% off by using coupon code COWFISH25. Um, yeah, Super Bowl weekend, I will try not to indulge and drink as much. Um, so I like it, Eric. All right. Episode eight, season one, season finale topic is I am, you are, um, who are we, the ego and collective consciousness? Yeah. A big one. Woo. Who yes. are we? Where do we yeah. come from? Just when I was driving <laughs> here to record the episode, I was thinking, wow, I started going down the rabbit hole of, uh, who are we? Why are we here? And you know how, as we evolve, it's okay that our, our, our understanding and our our view and vision evolve because, you know, what I believed three years ago has changed from what I have now. So just kind of being in this ever-evolving state. Uh, but to get right into it, I would say in this episode, we want to talk about the self, the I am in lowercase, and then the I am in uppercase, and the we are, as in... Um, uh, the both, the little I am and the big I am. So little I am, what I believe is that is the the um, individual, like the like you, Eric, me. And oftentimes what's driving the individual and in our society has become overboard and imbalance has been that human will, the individual will, which we call ego, um, that sense of the small self and thinking, blowing that up so big that, that each individual becomes or can be perceived as an island and and uh, separate from others and and um, more important or more this or more that um so we're going to talk about how the ego has um, become imbalanced in our society and how and what's that how that has been reflected and then the idea of the I am as in the you are connected to the greater divinity and universe and and God or creator, uh, whatever you call that. Um, and the I am is the, you are as in connected to the all that is. So we are comprised of the same 
materials of were from the same source. So there really is not this separation or inequality. And then talking about these wills, right? We each have our individual will, the small I am. Um, and then there's the divine will, which is the creator will and how when we are on this planet as humans, I believe, I say this in my book, that we're here to create, to serve, to learn lessons, and part of creating is to play, I believe. And what creation is, is it's really this co-creation between yourself as an individual human and then the creator. So if you ever want to look for What's the difference between these two is you can use your intuitive guidance, your um, what we call intuition, your connection to source. And when you hear, um, you know, go left, but you go right, your will was to go right, divine will was to go left. And so you learn that lesson, right? But when you start following and working with and harmonizing with divine will, it's this beautiful balance of human will divine will, everything's in check. Um, like that stream we were talking about before, things are in the flow state and you're still learning lessons, but you have this underlying current that's booing you up, that's supporting you. And so um, talking about co-creation and uh, divine will, uh, your will. And I would say um, that it's, I believe it's important to have a sense. We all have personalities, right? Or else we'd all look exactly the same. We would yeah. do the same thing. So it's important to bring out your personality and express yourself through your blueprint, but to remember that we're all um, um, from the same place that can keep us in check. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Um, just to, to elaborate on what you're saying, like the little I, um, there's actually three journeys that all humans have access to. Uh, I, I really think it's kind of two because I actually think the third journey is is um, chosen for a, a select few. But there's the journey away from the source. Um, there's the journey to the source. And there's the journey within the source. So the journey away from the source is um, we are born as miracle babies. So we are, you know, connected right off the bat to the source. Um, we... And, and I believe that that information to return back to the source resides in us. And that's why when you talk about um, the little I and the, and, and the big I am, um, the, the things that are fighting, the things that make us suffer is our choices of following the little I am versus following the big I am. Mm -hmm. um, and so what ends up happening is the journey away from the source is our first journey because that's our journey into connecting to our human form um, in the narrative in society. So society teaches um, us to learn fear and that's not what the source is all about. The source is, is literally pure love. And so we develop these filters um, and these veils that they call it in either scriptures or in spiritual spirituality, we develop these veils mm -hmm. that end up clouding our decision process. And so the longer that we stay on that route, that journey away from the source, the more suffering that we have. But everything is meant to bring us back to the source and the universe is connected, obviously. And so the universe has this way of kind of 
pushing us back on onto the path. Mm -hmm. And those are through our private salvation. So everyone has a, a private salvation as they go through life, right? And so it could be your job, it could be whatever it is that you are like building. Mm -hmm. um, and as you build it, if it's not um, in line with your truth and in with your soul, it will always crumble. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to crumble because it's meant to shift you back to your purpose and try to get you back on the right path to follow your soul and your soul's purpose. Um, but obviously a lot of us view the crumbling of our private salvation as hardships, setbacks. And um, if we're not aware, because everything's in an energy cyclical loop, mm -hmm. um, if you notice like a lot of people, you can go throughout your day and they say that 95% of our thoughts are automatic. Mm -hmm. uh, actually 91% of our thoughts are automatic. So you can actually go through your day and not really even have conscious thought. So you can be completely unconscious. So if you go through life um, and you have these hardships and you're not awake and you're unconscious, you're just in that loop, that energy loop, oh, you can move further down the, the journey away from the source. Yeah, sleeping, right? Yeah. And so consciousness either keeps you asleep or it wakes you up. Um, but, you know, the lessons are always within the crumbling of the hardships because that, once again, is to get back to the journey towards the source is mm -hmm. where you find the inner happiness, um, you know, inner peace. Um, and as you said, talked about the ebb and flow in the stream, because you're, you're not fighting, you're not going up against the stream. You're actually within the current and the universe has given you as a miracle baby, a gift and a purpose. And if you don't follow that gift and a purpose, then you will always suffer until you, move to that path so yeah so you go downstream and then you go back up right so you, the third type what is that oh the third the third one i believe is is mostly i think that's a selective i think you're actually chosen so the, the third journey within the source is called mm -hmm. divine um and that i believe is like for people like mother Teresa, gandhi mm. um there's certain people that are just so connected to the universe that they're actually doing God's work, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and they have no, like, there's not, there's no little eye at all. It doesn't result. Yes. I mean, there can, there's, there's, you know, like, I think I'm in spiritual love. Um, but the ego still, like, I have, I have the ego in check. The mm -hmm. ego still, like, every once in a while, is like, hey, what's up, buddy? Right. What you doing? Right. Like, what are we doing today? It's like, oh no, no. <laughs> um, the divine, you don't have that. You're just completely. There's no. You're, you're. I think you're so connected. Yes. That you're just doing God's work or the sort the divine's work through and, you, right? Yeah, and they're so, just totally. There's no little self there. Like there's you no said. little self. Dr. Martin Luther King, you're just on such a mission mm -hmm. that you sacrifice everything. You sacrifice your life, and you, you know, and um, yeah, I think those are chosen chosen people. I don't yes. necessarily think that's a, a a path that is we have access. I mean. Granted, we do have access to it because you can you can study. We can have the choice to go and you know reside and be a monk and and concentrate on that spirituality. But like you said, you have to. There's a balance between spirituality and and the real world, so to speak. Yes, um, so. and I think that it's important to look at and to really know your path for yourself because everybody's path is different. I would say you know like. Martin Luther King's mm -hmm. path and Mother Teresa and 
um, other um, just utterly compassionate and um, uh, just otherworldly human beings, almost ascended masters who they become. Um, and so it's important to know what your blueprint is and to get more of that self-awareness and self-mastery. And then once you have that mastery and as you develop your mastery, you are able to tap into what your purpose is. And I think, like you said, Eric, surrendering to divine will will guide you back on the path. And then surrendering doesn't mean doing nothing and like throwing the towel in. You may have read uh, Michael Singer's book, The Surrender Experiment, and he totally surrenders um, and is led on his path by just letting go completely. Mm -hmm. And I think surrendering is about letting go, but it's not about not taking action because oftentimes in surrender, you then open up to the wisdom and the wisdom guides you what action to take next. So yeah, yeah just being close to the that current. Mm -hmm on the current. I remember I was surfing with my uncle in Hawaii and there was this really, really long paddle out. It's Kaisers in Waikiki, really long paddle out. And he's like, Lindsay, come over here. I'm going to show you a trick. So in this vast ocean that like you could barely see the other surfers because they were specks, there was a tiny current. And when we got on that current, our boards were floating out. We saw other people kind of struggling. Yeah, yeah. But when we were on that little current, it was just like, zoom you didn't have to paddle mm -hmm. um you couldn't see the current with your eyes you just had to know it and feel it yeah. and i in that moment i had such a deeper understanding of, oh, yeah, the universe, of what right? the current is mm -hmm. yeah yes yeah, it's, it's, it's it's you know we talked about in other episodes about omens and angels and like yes. we get these little droplets of you know reminders that we can tap in and, and, and it's being aware mm -hmm. um being aware that we have a choice um, but you know, like I said, a lot of people are so asleep and they are in this, mm -hmm. uh, hedonic treadmill that they are not even aware of, um, the two sides of our personality. So one of our personality, one of the sides of our personality originates in fear, mm -hmm. which is through the narrative and through society. Um, and it view and it's, it reacts through anger, anxiety, um, stress, hate, um, jealousy, envy, a whole bunch of different things, all the negative stuff, right? And mm -hmm. so anything that happens to us, we're going to react in that way. That's part of our personality. The other part of our personality, which is connected to the source, which resides in our heart, uh, originates out of love. I mean, it's from our creation. Mm -hmm. um, and that is compassion, empathy, kindness, and um, we have a choice. We really, we literally have a choice. But a lot of, a lot of us don't know that because we are conditioned um, in society to be competitive. Competitive is our lower self. Cooperation is actually the higher self. Mm -hmm. We're conditioned to um, put our, put our on all these different masks um, to not tr show our true selves and not be mm -hmm. vulnerable. Um, so therefore we, we, we hide, you know, we, like they said, it's, um, the, the soul is covered by a thousand veils. We just, you know, all the filters, all the conditions, um, that guard the heart and guard the soul mm -hmm. ends up, you know, keeping us away from, from our true self. Yes. Um, but all of those hardships 
or actually we talked about in a previous episode, it's broken to open. Mm-hmm. All of those hardships are literally meant to put us on the path to find love. And once we connect with love and our purpose, then, you know, the sky's the limit. And it, it looks scary because, you know, the, the society tells us to plan. We have to plan ahead. We have to plan five years ahead. We need to know what it looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you are following your path, um, there's just an ebb and flow. Like you said, there's like you didn't see the current. Everybody else is out there working hard, right? Because we're mm-hmm. programmed to work hard and the reward will come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's people like Deepak Chopra and all these other people. It's like, that's a farce. That's a fallacy. Mm-hmm. So that actually, if you work, if you, there's, he has a, a law of least, uh, least effort, the law of least effort. And his law of least effort is when you find your truth, when you find your purpose, everything's effortless. Mm-hmm. You know, and everything, the universe kind of moves, moves its, you know, moves you towards that and makes, creates certain things to happen for you um, that you're not necessarily putting effort in. I mean, the biggest effort is um, taking the risk and moving in that direction, right? Yeah. And I say risk because it's not really even risk, but we, we view it as risk because it's not what we know. We're not yes. really familiar with it. Yes, Eric. And this reminds me of in Taoism, there's a, um, a knowing or a uh, practice of effortless action. So it reminds me of when somebody who's really skilled in their craft is doing their work, whether it's a professional athlete, an artist, somebody at the top of their field, it looks effortless. They're still acting, but there's not that struggle. There's the grace and the beauty and, and aspects such as grace and beauty and lightness and effortlessness are all aspects of the divine. So those people have done their work by clearing what needs to go, by training what needs to be trained, and they become these these representations of divinity on earth. So divinity comes through in many ways. It's through grace, through beauty, through lightness, through kindness, through compassion. And as humans, I believe we're like the channels or the sources through which that divinity flows. And you may know people who they just come into the room and and you can feel their sweetness, you can feel their grace, and that is divinity moving through them. And so we're actually able to perceive it. And everything that resides, we have all the gold that we need within us, like all the wisdom. And in the yogic tradition, we're not adding and building, but rather we're stripping away the layers of illusion of of that which does not is not us to be able to reveal the gold beneath. And that's the basis of my book is like, we have everything. Like, how do you reveal your true mm-hmm. gold and be a superhuman, you yeah. know? Uh, that's living, actually, yeah. I living think- divinity. That's one of the things that I learned through my research, which was kind of mind blowing, is that um, exactly, exactly what you said is like we have everything because we are born as miracle babies. We're born with everything within us. What ends up happening is as we take that first journey away, we build up all of the coal. Like you said, we're gold. We're you know we're golden, but we build up all of the coal residue, um, mm-hmm. and our purpose then becomes to strip off that residue. Yes. And I think my transformation was rapid because once you strip it away, it already, you know, it, it's already there. So then all the answers just start to like, you know, it's, it's like you've you've discovered a book 
and then all the pages just start to flow and flow and flow. And it's like, you know, the, 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 the biggest quest is to realize that the book is there. Yes. And to find the book. And when you find the book, um, like, like I said, my transformation was rapid. And when I learned is that everything is in us, we just have to tap back into it. Mm-hmm. And when you tap into it, it just flows. Yeah. It just comes. Yes. Because that's our that's our true self. Our true self is divine. We are all connected. We are all part of the source. We and 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 that's pure love. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, you know, as we connect to our ego, um, you know, I don't know if we're in the aha moment parts, but um, I want people to do just a one little test, and the test is. For 15 minutes or maybe a half an hour, write down every positive thought that you have and then write down every negative thought that you have. And I guarantee you, you'll have more negative thoughts than you have positive thoughts. Most people. And um, are we able to have a moment, Felicia? <laughs> how many? How much time do we have? Because sometimes we run over. Okay, so we should be at that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we are at Morris Media with the lovely Felicia, yes. who makes our episodes look so <laughs> incredible and keeps us on track and on point and makes all this beautiful stuff happen. Yeah, she does a great job. Thank you, Felicia. Um, and so, yes, the, the I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the aha moment. Yeah, the aha moment is... Um, yeah, but I lost it. But anyway, oh. so, oh, yeah, the negative thoughts. Ah, uh, neg- yes, the, the exercise. About the exercise about the Okay, so every single negative thought is the ego. Every single one. Every mm-hmm. single thought that we have that is negative is the ego. It doesn't serve us. And so the faster that we can get that under control, the faster we will, we can journey back to the source mm-hmm. and find the book and uncover um, but unfortunately, um, you know, we are in this, we're conditioned and we, because of the negative thoughts, there's also the fear and the fear binds us. We have, we have this false belief of this is who we are and the emotions behind that false belief binds us to believe that that's what we are, but, yes. but that's not who we are. Right. Um, so I'm. Um, I should go. You should go I'll because I'm going to put up a yeah. You do okay. your takeaway because I'm going to put up a, okay. a chart here. So I have a few takeaways. One is that imagine you're this beautiful butterfly, or you're a moth, right, and becoming this beautiful butterfly, and it doesn't matter um, what other people do or or other people don't affect your ability to just be the butterfly that you are. I think that can be powerful because mm-hmm. oftentimes we think like. Um, there's a limited uh, resource, or if this person's doing this, it's a threat to my growth and development. So I would say um, to remember you are who you are and just be you. And then my second takeaway is that that the way you deal with, whether you call it the lower self or the more primal aspect or the more unrefined or crude or that human element, and also that it's comprised of your many Uh, lifetimes in your many beliefs and the belief systems of society, rather than trying to abolish, eliminate, annihilate, dissolve, um, treat, and get rid of those parts of self, like whether it's the ego or 
or something that you your shadow self or things that you know are not your best self, um, rather than try to stuff it in a closet, to cut it off, to get rid of it, you have to, I believe, embrace and nurture that part of you. And when you get to know it and embrace it and uh, harmonize and become at peace with it, that's when it doesn't have any charge anymore. So um, just in terms of a practical way to deal with it, don't, don't, don't try to cut off that part of you because it is you. It's about mastering it and mastering it through softness, compassion, and following guidance and wisdom on where, on where and how to do that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you always give great advice there. Oh, thanks, um, Felicia, if you can put up the, uh, the tale of two wolves, um, and for those who are listening, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite poems I included in the book. Um, but real quick, um, there is one of the researches that, that I found is that our, con- our collective consciousness comes from the source. So if you look at um, the, the famous painting of the 16th chapel by Michelangelo, a famous painting where he or uh, the divine or God is giving Adam life, He's, they're touching fingers. Um, if you look closer, there's a hidden message in there. If you look at what God is floating in, it's anatomically, it's, it's the outline of the brain. And within that, you see that there are other humans that are next to God. And so the belief is that God not only gives you life, he gives you consciousness. And that is what I talk about when you talk, when we are born, we are the miracle babies, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we are born with everything that we need through that consciousness and through that life that the source gives us in all humans. Unfortunately, we are a society where we're complicit in suffering. Um, and this is the bad stuff. You know, we are living in an imperfect world where suffering is complicit. We're humans letting other humans suffer and we're noticing it and we're not doing anything. Um, so I want to read a, a quick poem, um, The Tale of Two Wolves. Um, and it goes like this. One evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, the battle is between two wolves inside of all of us. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, doubt, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, forgiveness, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf wins? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. So the, the, the moral of the story is um, we are acts, you know, we are expressions of selves. We do have the choice to love or fear. Um, and so, you know, we need to love as a as a society as a as humanity and um you know that's our mission and uh that's our final episode for season one and we appreciate all appreciate all of you guys um i always say that you know we want to strive to 500 and above 500 to happiness um and we appreciate you tuning in to us and and uh look forward to uh, season two because we're already working on that 
and we'll be featuring some guests and um, we look for your uh, your input as well because I've been getting some private messages and I know you have been as well and and um, yes. we appreciate all of your feedback and um, kind words so yeah. thank so you see you guys in the spring yes Thank you for tuning into the Cowfish Show. Check back for future episodes on raising consciousness, creating happiness, fulfillment, and love. And remember to find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at the Cowfish Show.